Caffeine Nights Books. Espresso Shots. Bite-sized content from the world of books for people on the go. Espresso Shot. Coming up. On today's show, we have an exclusive clip from The Periwinkle Perspective Volume 1, The Giant Step. Written by Paul Eccentric, this is the first novel in the steampunk saga featuring the infamous Periwinkle family of bounders and otherwise despicable characters. Read by Davros from Doctor Who. Terry Malloy. The book is an absolute hoot, and mixes conspiracy theory with comedy and Victorian shenanigans. Available as a limited edition box set of CDs, and as a downloadable audio from Audible, Amazon and iTunes. Sit back, relax, take a sip of coffee and enjoy. Victoria is going to the moon. She'll claim it for the empire very soon. She'll plant a flag for sovereignty over her lunar colony. Victoria is going to the moon. The Periwinkle Perspective, Volume 1, The Giant Step, read by Terry Malloy. Prologue The moon is not made of cheese. The Times, 24th of June, 1897. Neither, as we now know, is it lit from within by some infernal extraterrestrial engine, nor is it populated by a race of green-skinned, dust-devouring devils hell-bent on the extermination of the human race, as had been predicted by several prominent members of Lord Salisbury's cabinet before the Victoria's celebrated launch from St James's Park on Tuesday evening. These and various other populist presumptions were finally dispelled earlier today by Her Majesty's faithful servant, Space Captain Gordon Periwinkle, who proudly conquered that final of all frontiers for Queen and Empire, thus heralding a bold new era of scientific understanding and technological advancement for the benefit of all mankind. It may seem obvious to us now living as we do in such enlightened times, but lest we forget it is not so very long since our ancestors ceased revering this enigmatic nocturnal orb as a god in itself. Something to be feared and exalted in equal measure, not discounting acts of ritual human sacrifice. How quickly the times are changing. There are those, of course, the ubiquitous Luddites and the naysayers of our times, who would seek to reject Her Majesty's acquisition of the Earth's solitary natural satellite as an outpost for her ever-expanding empire, going so far as to decry her ambition as profligate and ungodly. To Her Majesty, however... The moon's appropriation represents the very jewel in her crown, prized beyond even the Kohinoor diamond, possessing, as it does, peculiar strategic value, and thus ensuring her position as esteemed empress of all the earth for years yet to come. 
speaking at an ambassadorial dinner in Buckingham Palace yesterday, having just been shown the photograph reprinted on our cover for your delectation, Her Majesty proffered these words on the subject. On the surface, she may be bleaker than the fantastical imaginings of a penny chapbook artist, airless, featureless and sterile, and yielding none of the strange minerals nor vacuum-resistant vegetation that we had expected of her. Yet, next to the taming of fire and the invention of the wheel, ascendancy over our closest celestial neighbour is and ever shall be seen as the single most important venture in the history of our species. And so, what had begun as little more than a testosterone-fueled race between the late Prince Albert and his rocket-obsessed kinsman, and those irritating upstart colonials, the Americans, a challenge between two would-be imperialist nations to be the first to build a conveyance capable of breaching our planet's atmosphere and of transporting an intrepid adventurer from the comfort of terra firma all the way to the turner of the tides herself had ended with an unforeseen and rather unwelcomed twist. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your books and... Stay lucky.